This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. episode 348 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... I don't want the game to end. Okay. You don't know what... That's like first scene of Picard. Oh. What'd you think? I thought it was really well done. Like, I, 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 I mean, it, it's a first episode. It's setting things in motion. I'm very intrigued to see where this is going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... We're just jumping into it. Cause... Yeah. But, I mean, as far as like, a first episode goes, it, it, it was... It was really well done. Yeah. More action than I thought there was going to be, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, like... I, yeah, I mean, I, I think it needs... Like, in, in this post... Discovery uh-huh. style of Star Trek. Like, I'm not expecting, you know, Jean Luc Picard to be diving behind tables and shooting shit, but I mean, you know. Everybody but, else will. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I am expecting a little bit of a level of action. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't I don't want this to be as boring as Next Generation was. Yeah. You know, but, you know, at the same time, like, it, it was just really well done, and I, I liked. <sighs> I liked how everything was kind of explained without it being like <clears throat> it was explained within the story. Like, you know, this is what's going on, this is what's taking place, yeah. this is what's happened to our hero since the last time you saw him. Yeah. You know, and this is where we're going now. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it it was done it was done so in a way that wasn't like a like flashback i mean like the interview whole that whole thing the interview that was brutal yeah but it was really well done in giving us an update on this is where this is why this is where this man is yeah yeah you know and i i I thought that was brilliant as far as from a storytelling standpoint to bring us up to date yeah you know because so often i mean you know that can be done a number of different ways through flashbacks through whatever you know but you know doing it that way and and showing where Picard is, like walking away from that interview, like I'm, I'm done. This is, you know, yeah. this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I like it. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, there was like that anger inside of him. Yeah. Which was another side of the Picard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was a different side. Right. He, he did like he didn't let that go very often. Like, you saw that, and I think what first contact was like. When you really saw it, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was like, you know, oh shit, mm. Patrick Stewart's bringing it today, you know. Um, but that, yeah, though, that, I, I mean, I like the, I like the characters that are around him, yeah. As far as those two Romulans, and they, you know, 
what they mean to him and what he means to them. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just, I, I like, I like the story that they've set up. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm, I'm intrigued. To, I'm very intrigued to see where this is going. Me too. I, I thought there was enough science in it to settle that taste and yet yeah. enough action in it to settle that taste. And the story was pretty good from where it's taking us. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, th- I thought it hit on all levels. Right. I thought it was really good. I, I, you know, it really, what I really liked, and this is like, <clears throat> may seem ridiculous, but I like how he got winded going up the stairs. He was like, you got to slow down. Yeah. Too old for this shit. Yeah. I'm an old man. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I I can't keep up. Right. You know what I mean? I thought that was, like, really good. I mean, I know they put it there on purpose, but it was, like, really smart because, I mean, he's not invincible. No. You know what I mean? He's very feeble. Right. In a sense. Like, this is the most vulnerable of heroes you could possibly have. Right. You know? I know. But, you know, all he really has is his wits about him. Yeah. And that's... With Jean-Luc Picard, probably the most important thing. Right. You know. And his dog. And his dog, yeah. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was very well done. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where the season goes. I even like how he was speaking French to his dog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I thought everything about it was good. I thought the data stream dreams were good. You know what I mean? Like, right. those, those data dreams, I thought that was really good. It would make sense that he would dream about Data anyway, because right. he was his, one of his best friends, the or the best friend he had, right? Which was a robot. Yeah. And this whole robot thing setting up is seems really intriguing. Right. Especially, you know, that the Romulan one of the Romulan bases is on the Borg cube. Yeah, that that reveal <laughs> was, was like, like, holy what shit. the fuck? Yeah. How's this even possible? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like. And that's when I was like, that took me back. I was like, is that what I think it is? That can't be what it is. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Is that, like, is that shot's pulling away. I'm like, there's no way this is a board cube. No, no, no. That's a fucking board cube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you watch the previews. Yeah. And then they're all of a sudden seven and nines there. Well, I knew she was going to be a part I didn't of know that. I, I had seen her in another trailer. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I knew she was involved with it at some point. Because, um... I mean, you're going to Voyager. Right, but... I Like, I think, I, you know, the, the, what they're trying to do is, like, that there have to be some <laughs> tethers. But I also think, like, that character... Is so interesting. Like to reintroduce her into this scenario would be fascinating. And plus, I mean, you, you know, as our good friend the mongoose would say, who who can get enough of Jerry Ryan? Right. You she, know, and she's a looker. She's a looker. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I so I'm I so there's a lot of different threats, and with Picard, like the Borger, that that's yeah. that shit gets personal. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. you're looking at Flashback City. Yeah, you know, you know, he 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 takes his time as a cutest very personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, and that showed it again when you go back to First Contact. I mean, where that anger came from. Yeah, you know, and it's just like holy shit. I like you the li- the vault the whatever he went into that library yeah. thing. I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good stuff on this show. I mean, I was. <clears throat> 
didn't I'm, even look at the phone, man. I was like beelined on everything yeah. that was coming up because I did. It was so cool because uh, you never knew what was coming next. Right. Number one and number two, it's filmed very well. Yeah, it's it's uh, from a cinematographer standpoint, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. And you know it's going to be acted well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like yeah. he has proven chops. Yeah, I mean he's he's fucking he's Patrick fucking Stewart. Patrick yeah. Stewart. Yeah. You know. So. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued to see where this story is going to take us. I mean, they've already renewed it for a season two. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm I'm sure you saw. You know, Patrick Stewart went on the View and invited Whoopi Goldberg. I actually thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I I know it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. But at the same point, I really had nothing wrong with it. I thought Whoopi played a really good role when she was on. I liked the role of Whoopi. I I don't know what role she's going to play in this, whether it be a holodeck type of thing or is she still alive? Right. Did she die on the show? No, because remember she was in Genesis or uh, Generations. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Is she an empath? No, but, like, but like her race is kind of hanky. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they they're mysterious and yeah, yeah. You know, they could do I, things and I, I I don't mind. Yeah, I, I just I mean, as weird as that saying, I'm saying that as I don't mind, but because I was worried. I told you this before. I was worried about this show because I didn't just want to be a bunch of ca- bunch of fucking callbacks and, but it seems like they're having their place. Like, the callback of Data actually is integral to the storyline of what's happening now. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it made sense. It's not just Data showing up at a restaurant somewhere and sitting down with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's integral to the storyline. I mean, we know he's gone. Sort of. Right. You know what I'm saying. And I like how they, you know, Data 2 was disassembled. Right. I kind of like that, too. It's kind of like, you know, we're burying this sort of... Right. You know, he's not yeah, in this. Yeah, B4. B4. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I like that, too. Yeah, because that was, that was the dumb version of Data that they found at the end of... Uh, or at the beginning of... Was it? Not Insurrection. The, the, the one that has Tom Hardy in it. That's Insurrection. Okay. No. No. I don't know. Nemesis, Star Trek Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah, but I mean, either way, like so th- that was like the dumb version, and like even like the that Doctor character played by Allison Pill, um, she's like, yeah, he, he th- this was like, like, you know, the beta version of, yeah. of Data, yeah, you know, this this doesn't hold up at all, no. <laughs> you know, no. not not even close. <laughs> Have you ever seen Aliens? Yeah, no, but I mean, like, um. But it looks good, and we haven't even been introduced to the crew yet. Yeah. Which I'm excited to find out. I want to know these guys. Like I, yeah. I hope they do. I'm, I'm sure they will. I'm, to do character development on the crew. Yeah. I mean, we already know that she's going to be part of it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. <coughs> the blonde, the yeah. dog. But <clears throat> um, I'm. Uh, it's setting up to be a really good show. Yeah. So far. Right. No, I agree with you. Like, I, I agree. Like, I mean, there was a big buzz. I mean, just between my circle of friends at work who are Star Trek fans. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. And, and, you know, we were like, 
messaging each other. Did you see that? Did, you know what I mean? Like, right. did you catch this? You know, and it's right. like, I thought that's really cool. And it wasn't like, you know, I don't know. I, I always thought the callbacks, the guest spots or whatever, all were pretty good. <laughs> Except for the Kirk one, I yeah, I mean, Ge- Generations is, it's a bad movie. Yeah, it is. You know. And- but I mean, like, like Spock showing up in certain points of the newer movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Every time he, he did, it made sense, though. Yeah. Like, they worked him in, like, good. It just wasn't like, hey, I'm Spock. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're just going to throw him in just because he's, you know. Yeah, because he's Leonard Nimoy. He's Leonard Nimoy. No, there's a reason he's there. There's a purpose. Right. Um, but, um, you know, especially in the new movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's... I don't, I'm intrigued. I can't believe I'm geeking out over fucking Picard. I, it's coming... It's not as close as I am to Discovery, but... Yeah. Um, I like the fami- familiarity with it. You know, yeah. Like I mean, when when it opens up with the Enterprise D, yeah, which I like because, like, I mean, I don't know why, and I, I I'm sure they used that because it was a TV version, and there may be some rights issues with the Enterprise E because that's a movie version, so they went to, with with the D. Yeah, I'm sure there's some legalities involved with that. But I did like the fact like, that, you know, it was the Enterprise D, you know, which is like such a familiar right. ship. And you know that ship, like, almost inside and out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, you can, in your mind's eye, you can picture the bridge and the engine room and, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the state rooms, even 10 forward, you know. Like, these are all things that just from watching that show for so long, you just, you know it. Yeah. And, um, but I... I I also the thing I the thing I really loved was getting to see what Earth is like. Yeah. Because like in all those shows, <clears throat> and in the majority of those movies, you never really get to see what Earth is like. Right. Like you're just told what Earth is like. Like you know, it was always like you know, Earth is wonderful. We don't have poverty. Nobody goes hungry. You know, we've you know, it, it's like this utopia, and that's what Gene Roddenberry was pushing yeah but at the same but you never saw it ever so it was like it was interesting to like see what earth looks like at least right 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 you know like i'm, I'm sure we're not going to see a ton of it you know, maybe what we've already only seen you know but it's more than what i've ever seen before really yeah you know and i kind of liked seeing that because that that fascinates me what what is earth like and i was like you know here's boston and i was like oh wow yeah so that's one of those things I just I liked. Yeah, like one of those oddball things that like I picked up on. Like I was like, oh okay, so that's what Paris looks like now. Yeah, you know, like 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 you know how the Eiffel Tower get worked into this futuristic setting was interesting to me. Yeah, I you like know? the vineyard scene too. How everything was automated. And- right, but at the same time, it felt old. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Like it was like like almost like like the, the I know hub, what you meant hub. by Paris scene, but I mean yeah. I, I, the but, vineyard is what I read. right. But the vi- the vineyard is interesting because like it's almost like the the automation felt out of place there. 
Yeah. Like, when he opens up the window and looks out, I'm like, it was like, here's this old vineyard, and here's this piece of, of futuristic modern technology doing the watering for them. And I was like, eh, okay. But like, but, like, everything else about the vineyard feels old. Right. Like, and then, like, you get, like, that moment where he's like, he, you know, he orders his tea. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's the replicator at work. You know, you, you know so there's... It was like it's a it's a very the, the vineyard is very neat to me because it's a unique setting that combines a very old feel but it throws in these modern technology pieces. I liked how warm and compassionate it was too. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> you know, in the series, he wasn't always like that. No, he wasn't. You know what I mean? He was just kind of like number one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> and I get that. Um, but you you always saw that you always saw that side of him when he was with Data. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like or number one sometimes. But I mean it wasn't like but it the, looks the, during that series though, he did soften. Like I mean, he went from being and I, I and part of this is also the the actor. Uh-huh. Because like people talked about like when, when Patrick Stewart first came to the set, like it was him and everybody else was like under thirty. Yeah. And they were all goofing off and having fun. And he was getting pissed because, like, you know, we're at work. Yeah. You know, and he loosened up. And I think the character loosened up. Because he <laughs> went from him being this aloof captain to all of a sudden, like, you know, it's the seven of them playing cards in his yeah his, 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 his stateroom and stuff like that. Like So, like, that character did soften as the series progressed. Right. And I think, I think part of that is due to Patrick Stewart softening. Well, didn't you find it very reminiscent to Wolverine? Yes and no. With the not not I'm not comparing right. the two, but the the way he was acting that softened role when he was talking to her. Oh yeah, like it was I mean, very much like he was talking to the little one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it was, it was cool. Right. But yet still Picard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't yeah, know I mean, how to he, he was still it. playing the character, but he's he, he's playing an older version. And a version that's evolved over time. Right. And the two Romulans were, like, really good, too, because they really sold that they loved them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like... That moment where he's being attacked by that, that reporter. Yeah. And they, like, kind of hold hands as they're watching the interview. I was like, like, these are two people who truly care about this person because of the sacrifices he made for them. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just good writing. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're really doing well with this Star Trek shit. <laughs> and they just announced they're going to... It's official they're doing a Section 31. Are they? Yeah. Oh. With um, Michelle... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be the, um, I guess, the lead character in that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, why not? Because there are questions that still have to be answered from that timeline. Yeah, I know. Like, like that, that, time, that, that era... Like I mean, as much as I would love to see them do a a a, a Pike Enterprise show, like to answer those questions, I'll take this as well. Like, because there are questions to be answered. Like, how how did this all go astray? And you know, how do you answer for the you know what happened to the discovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see that show. I mean, I'm, I I think that's. I mean, I, I, you probably won't get a debut of that until sometime next year. Yeah. But, you know, CBS did announce it. 
I'm all over the Star Trek thing, man. They've done it well. Yeah. I mean, I mean they've, like, they've sunk the money into it, so it looks good. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's it's solid writing. I mean, it, I mean, you know, I mean, Grant, we're looking at one episode of Picard, and we're 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 jizzing all over it. But you know, I just I have a high expectation for this show. I've had it since they announced it. All right. You know what I mean? And that high expectation is honestly based on what they've done with Discovery. Right. And how good that show is. And the high expectation, too, is I don't think he would do anything that was bad. No, I don't either. I, I, I don't, he, it, he's, he's, that, he's at that point in his life where I just don't think... And also, too, he's, he's at that point of his life to return as Picard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't think he like, would sully the repu- like the... The, what we think of that character, yeah. Like I don't. Like, obviously, he's not going to come back to just say, "Well, it's a paycheck," you know. <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, like I think, like he, like Die Hard Seven, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like like anything Bruce Willis does with a Die Hard in front of it. Yeah. Um, but like I think he he's he 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 looks at himself at, as kind of like the caretaker of that character as well. Yeah. And I don't think he would do anything that would be worth that wouldn't be worth his time. Yeah, I, I, I think he's somebody who measures time as something important, and I'm sure he's probably looking at it and saying to himself, "Is this worth my time?" Right. And apparently, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's how I look at it. I believe me, I know. Yeah, because he loves being on Broadway too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are many other things he'd probably much rather be doing. Yeah. You know, but if it's worth his time, he'll he'll invest like, it. Like having tea with Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah. I find their relationship really cool. I do too. I really do. Yeah. Like I find it almost intriguing. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, these 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 two old old British gentlemen. Yeah. Just doing their thing. Best of friends. Yeah. And like I think it's cool too cuz he's older. I mean, he's an older actor. Yeah. Picard and Picard. McCallum. Patrick Stewart. No, yeah, and McCallum. Yeah. They're both older. Mm. But I, I think it's really cool that they, they show no homophobia. He shows no homophobia at all. No. And he loves him. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely loves him. You know, like, right. they are just that close. Yeah. You know? I think that's really cool. Yeah, I do, too. Like, I, I, I they're... And I, I, I mean, you know, they had the privilege of, of playing two of the great comic book characters ever together. Yeah. Right. You know? Um... You know, they've done, from what I've heard, I mean, I've heard they've done some wonderful things on the British stage together, you know. I mean, for years, I mean, people talked about Patrick Stewart coming back and every year doing a fucking a Christmas carol playing Scrooge. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, like, the man was made to play Charles Xavier. The man was played made to play Ebenezer Scrooge on stage, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know. What an accomplished man. Yeah. Seriously. You're absolutely right. Um, and I, I loved... I, I, I think when they did Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. it, it had to be because it was him, it was Ian McKellen, and it was Hugh Jackman sitting on a couch. And it was that, um, that one British guy. His Talk show host? Yeah. Yeah, I'll think of it in a second. Yeah. But like he tells, I've watched, I've watched a lot of those shows because they ha- he gets some really good guests on. He does, and like they completely like <laughs> play by the seat of their pants on that show. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, a great, it's a great talk show. Yeah, but he got like Patrick Stewart told this story about like you know 
he, for years he thought he was circumcised. <laughs> you know, and his wife's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and he's like, I know that I'm circumcised. I've been circumcised all my life. <laughs> and really he goes to the doctor and he goes, hey, while you're down there, can you just verify that I'm circumcised? And the doctor looks down there and says, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, the way he tells the story is fantastic. I'm, I'm clearly yeah, yeah. like butchering this show. But it's like, hysterical to hear him tell the story. You got Hugh Jackman sitting there and Ian McKellum. And Hugh Jackman's just like shaking his head. Like, I can't believe you're telling this story, Patrick. You know? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. Nah. He doesn't. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Ian McKellen's a riot, too, on that show. I've yeah. seen him a couple times on that yeah. show. Yeah. Hey, he's a fucking riot. Yeah. And also generated what I think is the greatest meme ever. It's that, the, at first, it's Hugh Jackman. He's in the same suit. Between and he's sitting in between um, Fastbender and uh, whatchamacallit. The guy who played Xavier in the newer the newer movies. James uh, McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, James. So he's sitting between McAvoy and Fastbender, and like the picture below it, it's in the exact same positions. It's Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, and he's still like in the same clothes. And it's like the caption underneath is, this was the longest interview ever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, because it's Wolverine. He doesn't yeah, age. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like hysterical. <laughs> Wolvie. Wolvie. Anyway. Yeah. So it's good. Hey, I I enjoyed the hell out of that show. <clears throat> I, I cannot wait. You know, it sucks that it's I can't binge it. But on the other hand, I'm okay with it. Like... I kind of like having that back, having to wait for something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those weird things. Like, sometimes I'm like, you know, fuck, I just want to binge watch something. I could be done with it. But the other side of that becomes, like, I binge watched Lost in Space, and now I have to wait a whole year. Or more. Or more. You know, I mean, they, they finally announced when Altered Carbon's coming out, and it's basically been two years since the first season. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah, so, like, binge-watching is great to a certain extent, but then there's another side of it that's like, eh, maybe waiting a week between episodes isn't that bad either. Yeah. It all depends on how the story's being told. Like, I've noticed, like, Netflix shows, for the most part, they, they play like they're meant to be binged. Like, they, the way that they play out is, like, it's almost like watching a 10-hour movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just the way they're they're made. It, it feels like it's very... It, it's not... It's seamless almost. Right. You know? So binge watching it makes sense. Where like other shows, they, they do take advantage of that that break. So like, you know, you had like the way this sh- the, the first episode of Picard ends and you know, like they end it in a way that it's it does feel more episodic than like a Netflix show does because it's meant to be watched in like one or two sittings. Right, right. You know. I uh <clears throat> Well that's how I did I mean that's <laughs> I like some of the shows. I like to be able to binge some of the shows. Yeah. Like, I binged the hell out of The Expanse for the past week. Yeah. I mean, just fucking binged it. Because, I mean, I left off at the end of season one. Yeah. And I'm now on episode 13 or 14 of season three. Yeah. That's a lot of watching. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh... Especially for you. Uh, yeah, especially for me. 
So I'm telling you, it's a good show because yeah. if I if I get that caught up in this shit, yeah, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, it's a crushing show. Yeah, it it absolutely, and it's so fresh. Yeah. I mean, like, what I mean is like it just. Like it keeps going, and then they introduce some new characters, and then it keeps going, and then a new set of circumstances. But there's an overall overall arc, yeah, to this whole thing that's going on, right? And uh, it is just fantastic. Yeah, I never thought like <clears throat> after I watched the first season, I was like, okay, it was yeah. Yeah. And I think I mentioned on here, I was like, yeah, I watched the first season. There were parts that were very similar to Total Recall. Yeah. Like it was kind of like in that underground where they're at. Boy, season two and three, it's it's like all space. Yeah. I mean, it is just, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And they have gotten in, and the thing that's nice about this show is they have developed characters. Yeah. You know, each character that they bring in, they've kind of had a small development on the minor ones and a bigger development on the other ones. Right. And the ones they haven't developed, you want to know more. Right. But they're purposely not telling you more. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you know that. Right. It's not like that one show I watched with, what's her name? Uh, Apollo from Battlestar. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. What's her name? Um... Um, I'm gonna say character trace. Uh, Katie Sackoff. Right. Yeah, that one we watched. Where like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's not. It's not that way where it's just like kind of these characters are forgotten. Yeah. You know. It's not like that at all. I mean, right. like, there's a couple characters that I want to know more of, and they're purposely keeping it back. Yeah. And they keep showing you hints. Yeah. You know, it's really good. Yeah. I'm talking like. Right under discovery, yeah, especially with the science aspect. Yeah, it's just it's just really good science fiction. It's yeah. great effects. Yeah, yeah. I've heard like once you get into like the seasons where I get Amazon starts producing it. I guess it's season three. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's season four. I, don't, I can't remember. But they said like you can see like you know Amazon pumped a little bit more money into it. Oh, a lot more. Yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just really good. Yeah. Like space flight and fast ships and slow ships and you know yeah I'm just gonna tell you one thing spoiler okay. but I mean like there was something that happened and medical crews were needed uh-huh. and uh, they were like well we gotta what are we gonna do and everyone's in a panic and and uh, they were like we gotta spin it. I was like, spin it. And I was like, they got to spin the ship to create gravity. Yeah. In order for the, in order, for, in order to heal the people, they got to spin the ship. Yeah. Because it went in zero they're you know, they're, they explained it like there's no blood clotting and there's right. all yeah. this crap. They got to spin it to create a gravity in order right. to be able to heal their people. I was like, dude, that's some serious ass shit that's going on right now. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there is thought that has been in this show. It's yeah. not like, you know, it's a quick fix, yeah, we'll fix you up, and da 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 and on the way. No, it was yeah. two episodes of them... Trying to get the sp- ship to spin. Right, to yeah. make sure that it was able to spin. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, and that's why I like the show, because there's that much attention to detail in almost every single episode that's done. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you'll love it. I mean, yeah. If you just start watching it, you're gonna uh, love it. You got to get through the first season though. It probably don't have Amazon. You got to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, once you get through the first season, yeah. Um, the first season there's some character development and it's the building of a crew and there's yeah. But it ends very well. Yeah. And then from there on, it's just like, it's like a firecracker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just keeps going. And it's yeah. just like, whoa. Yeah, I'm completely hooked on this series. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm really hooked on this series. Yeah. So, anybody out there listening, all two of you. All two of you, yeah. Watch this show, because it's a good show. Fantastic show. It is that good. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when they get into Mars Marines. Yeah. And like I like it because it's absolutely opposite of Roddenberry. And I and I think that's why I like it so much. Like everybody on earth doesn't work. Yeah. Like 90 well, 80% of the population doesn't work. They're like and half of them are homeless. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? A, it's a dystopian future, not not an. It a, is a no, for real. Yeah, you know, and but everybody on Mars works, or how can I say this? They work, or they're in the military. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, everybody has a job to do in order to get Mars to a level of Earth. Right. You know, so right. there's that aspect. Right. And so I just love that, and then you have the guys in the middle. What do they call them? I cannot believe I forgot the name. Um, the Belters. Yeah. They're the guys that do all the work in space. and Yeah. They kind of run the belt. They're they're the space guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have these three factions. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Earth and Mars hate each other, and the right. Belters are caught in the middle. Right. And they always feel like the rejects. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> It's good. I think this is what George R. Is this? No, that's not Martin. You sure? Positive. Because the show Martin did, they killed that after one season. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's not Martin. No. I don't know. Somebody that knew Martin, though. I swear. There's some kind of connection. Okay. But not. Yeah. But there's. It's really good. Yeah. Especially the characters. I mean, like. You have strong characters like that. It's going to carry a show, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. There's this I, one more part, and, I, and I'll stop. Okay. They're in this situation where this guy has to shoot somebody. He's never shot anybody before. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And but he's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I mean. Straight out, or he's going to try. Yeah. So he's in that situation where he has to. And it's, I mean, you see the gun pointed almost to the point of not how, was it House of a Thousand Corpses? I don't know, but it was that big long gun scene. Yeah. Where he had the gun pointed. And you're like waiting for it. I was like, and all of a sudden, like they shift, focus in on the guy's hand and the gun. Yeah. So the cinematography is like really good too. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you see this hand come in. Mm-hmm. And you see him grab his hand and it lowers that gun. And, one of the guys tells the other guy, like, you're not that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the guy's, and the guy's shaking, you know what I mean? Right. And he's like, okay. And he calms him down. Right. And he starts walking him out. 
and the other guy on the you know on his knees is going, oh thank you, you know thank you for saving me da 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 da, and the guy cocks his head and turns around is like, I'm that guy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, no shit, and it's like bloody as hell. You yeah. know what I mean? This show is like, yeah, it doesn't hold back. You know right. what I mean? And he just fucking, and you don't even see him like. You don't see it inside. You just see the window. And yeah. You just see fucking splat. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, that is some badass shit right there. That's why. That's why I'm hooked on this show because yeah. there's there's a there's a hundred moments like that. Right. Yeah. So you gotta love shit like that. Yeah. So okay, I'm off the off right. the, off the step stool. No, you're fine. I'm just telling you, this is a really good show. What you got? Well, as we as we jump in the old show proper. Yeah. Um. Do you remember the movie Fanboys? Yeah. Yeah. Great comedy. Yeah. About a group of friends trekking across the country so that their friend with cancer can see the Phantom Menace. They want to break into Lucas Ranch and do this. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun comedy. Right. Well, apparently, they're thinking about doing a sequel to this. Okay. But the sequel is... They're breaking in the Warner Brothers to watch the Schneider cut of Justice League. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, I, I think p- part of the charm of fanboys was the fact that, you know, the reason they were doing it was because their friend had cancer and he wasn't going to be able to see the movie when it actually... Like, they knew he was going to die before the movie came out. Right. And as... Star Wars fans, as lifelong friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, this is what they were going to do to help out their friend. They were going to get him to see The Phantom Menace before it hit theaters. And it had a charm to it. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that the kid had cancer, you would have been like, eh, just a bunch of dicks. Yeah. You know, they just wanted to see this movie before. Because he did screenings, even. Like, they did screen tests where the kid didn't have cancer, and they, everyone was like, yeah, they're a bunch, just a bunch of dicks. Yeah. And it makes sense, because like I would have thought that. Like, yeah, what a bunch of dicks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But now it has, it has a heart to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, first off, I hate, I don't want to say I hate, but I am not fond at all of the release the Snyder Cut fanboys. Okay. Like, they're not going to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. They're just, they're not. Just stop. Please, yeah. I'm begging you, stop. <laughs> you know, but they're out there. I, I know many people who who go this route, and I I mean, you know, like everything is hashtag release the Snyder cut, and it's like they're just they're not going to do it right. at this point. Like I, just to, to spite you, they're not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, like I like the the idea that this is what somebody the length that somebody would do, but I don't know if it has the heart that the first movie would. Right. No, I get it. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently Ernest Klein is on board. Really? Yeah. Because he, he was the um, the screenwriter for the first one. It was him and um, uh, Adam Goldberg. They apparently, um, they were involved with the, the writing of the first movie, which I believe was based <laughs> off of, like, I mean, like, Ernest Klein was the guy who came up with the original concept. And I think yeah. Goldberg kind of. Did a rewrite of it. Um, and Kyle Newman was um, the director. And uh, uh, apparently, 
Um, Goldberg says, if Ernest Klein, the writer of Ready Player One, who helped come up with the story and co-wrote the screenplay, is up for writing a sequel, then he's in. Could this idea really have spawned from the false rumor of a sequel to Fanboys 2? Or was there a legitimacy, legitimately a plan brewing for a sequel in place, and this just happened to be how the news got out? <laughs> like, of all the movies that, like, don't need a sequel, this is certainly one of them. But the sequel would certainly be interesting based upon, like, how do you portray, like, this group of characters, you know, saying, we're going to get the Snyder Cut. Right. It's a weird concept. What's keeping it going? There's no... Nobody dying this time? What, in the movie? No. In the sequel. Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that, that it's just like... Or is it just them trying to go see the... Well, like, again, we have no idea. Like, this is just in, like, the... <coughs> oh, okay. Like, it, there's, there's nothing that's being done. It, it's like, there was a rumor that there was a sequel. Somebody tweeted it. Adam Goldberg glommed on to it mm. and said, maybe. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, you know, next thing you know, Ernest Klein and Kyle Newman are kind of involved with it as well. Ernest Klein's like, hey... I'm up for it if you are, you know. So, first, first off, Ernest Klein, I, you know, I appreciate you want you want to make some money, but let's get some other shit done. I'm waiting for that third book. <laughs> you know, let's get let's get on Ready Player One Part Two. Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for more Ernest Klein goodness. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just one of those weird things. So, it's like, it's, there's nothing officially happening, just rumor and speculation. But all the parties involved with it are kind of like, "Yeah, I'd be down for that. I think we can make that work." Yeah, you know. I'm sure this will go nowhere, and you know, I've wasted ten minutes talking about it. But, <laughs> right. but I, I, I again, like, I like of all the things like to, to like do this on, like the Snyder cut of Justice League makes the most sense because it's so... Right. It, it, it's become like this this holy grail yeah. to some of these people. The the, the MacGuffin. The like ultimate that. MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... It, I mean, and, like, I remember at, like, Comic-Con last year there were, like, billboards hashtag release the Schneider Cut. Like, all sorts of stuff. And, like, and, like, and then you hear, like, the worst part is, is, like... Zack Schneider just trolling these people by like he'll like every couple of months he'll release like a um uh, you know a con piece of concept art. Oh really? Like from what his version of it would be. Nah. And you're just like, motherfucker. And then like, you know, release the Schneider cut, you know. And it's like keeps him going. Yeah. And then you had like Kevin Smith talk about, oh yeah, it exists. It's not finished, but it exists, and it's just like, dude, just don't don't feed them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, of all the fandoms, like I, I, like these guys are like just like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't, I, I don't want to say the worst, but it's like, I mean, they got a point, but you don't have a point. Like I, I get it. Like somehow, some way, the Richard Donner version of Superman Two got released, and in all honesty. There aren't that many differences. 
Okay. It's the same damn story. Yeah. You know, and part of that is because Gene Hackman refused to work for the second director. Yeah. Like when they fired Richard Donner from right. Superman Two, Gene Hackman's like, "Well, I'm. I guess my my time doing work for this movie is done." Because I will only work for Richard Donner. So, like, everything with Gene Hackman, it was shot by Richard Donner. Yeah. So, since he's in a lot of the movie, a lot of it goes unchanged. Like, the big thing that got replaced is, like, you have Marlon Brando talking to, to Superman about, like, you think that pussy's fucking worth it? <laughs> nice. I mean, honestly, you got to ask yourself, if you want this, we can do it. You're giving up a lot for that pussy. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, and yeah. So instead of it being his, his Cal, you know, Superman's mother, biological mother, it, it's it, they get the rights for Brando, right? You know, and um, other than that, I mean, there aren't that many differences. Yeah, you know, um, and the the differences that there are, like you're just kind of like, eh, not that big of a deal, you know. So like I'm sure that there is a big major difference between the Zack Snyder version and the Joss Whedon version. The 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 concept art kind of says so. But at the same time, I'm just like I'm I'm just I'm done with it. Think about that scenario. I mean, like not to get off that, but I mean, like <laughs> using Brando. Yeah, and then then you see Russell Crowe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How old was Brando when that was released? At least 70. No. Oh, come on. No. Because, I, I mean, I was 78. When was The Godfather released? 72. Let me, let's take a look here. So. <clears throat> All right. Remember, Superman came as a baby. Right. I understand that. I'm going to say Marlon Brando wasn't that old. All right. So, all right. Marlon Brando was born in 1924. <laughs> okay. So, by 1978, Eight. he would have been 54. Wow. No way. Yeah. Because he died in 2004 at the age of 80. Okay. Huh. All right. Still, yeah, 54 I mean, I having a kid. Yeah. Well, I get that. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, he wasn't, like, a year like, you know, the man was 72. <laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't. He was, well, it's that whole pimping type of thing they did back in the 70s yeah, and 80s. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... It, I know this is a bad example, but look at different strokes. I mean, Drummond was like 60. Oh, yeah. And he had these kids. But, I mean, you look at all the parents of the children, and they were like, they were always older parents. Yeah. Or am I just making that? I mean, is that just in my head? They'd have like a six-year-old, and they were like 50. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. That '70s show. That's a perfect. I mean, I know that was in where it was at, but I mean, like they kind of mimicked it off of a little bit. I mean, yeah, right. But I mean, those kids were older too. I mean, that, that show yeah. started when they were sixteen. So you figure Red Foreman was probably in his thirties when he had 
his kids. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, the way I look at it is... And you're right. I mean, there, there, there were, like, older parents on those shows at that time for some reason. And, like, even more so, like, I think, a Punky Brewster. Yeah! I mean... I mean, that guy was like 92. Yeah. (laughs) Right. If the elevator broke down, he was not going up the stairs. No. He was getting meals on wheels. Yes! Exactly. (laughs) I mean, like, he's unsafe in the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) He should have been raising a child at that age. (laughs) Right. Let alone adopting one. Like, how that got through, I'll never know. Why CYS was never called, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> but then you think I'm like, just raising my next sex worker. <laughs> I mean, like talking about some weird shit. But the flip side of that was would have been something like um, family ties. Yeah, they were younger. They, they, they were, were they like were the normal age. Yeah. yeah, like they would have been like in their. Th- I mean, the, the, those. No, I mean when they had their the the last kid, the, the when the baby came along, I would have been like, hmm. She was a little old for having a baby. <laughs> you know, Eight is enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Dick Van Patten was on. <laughs> he wasn't shooting hoops. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Eight is enough. Happy days. Yeah. Look well, how fucking old Marion was. Oh. But in Tom Bossy, I mean, they were older people. Oh, oh that. I could just read Thad's email now. I know, but they were older. Yeah, I agree. Older. Yeah. Even though they were 16, they were still older. Right, yeah. I mean, they were well under their 50s. Yeah. On that show. Had yeah. to be. Yeah, it was like it was like people were having kids in their 20s or in their, in their, in their mid-30s, when in reality, especially in that time, people were having kids in their early 20s. Yeah. Like, it was like, you know, you got out of high school, you got a job, you got married, Started fucking. Yeah, and you had kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, every year you had a kid. And the Catholics had a lot of kids. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. But I mean, like, but that's just the way it was. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah, D- Dick Van Patten's character was a damn good Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. His, his wife was like, I've had enough. All <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, hey, shop's closed. Yeah, e- either you start pulling out. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about rubbers, man? Yeah. Fucking eight is enough. <laughs> eight is enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Oh my! <laughs> I applaud Dick Van. Patten. Yeah, Dick Van Patten, you're my hero. Because you are not a good-looking man, but. You used to do somebody into having sex with you at least eight times unprotected. <laughs> keep fucking, sir. Keep you fucking. You keep fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa. She's like, there is no nine. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> there is no nine and enough. Only eight. Where's that damn pill at? <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> taking the pill behind his back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rubbers in the Christmas stocking. 
Honey, I found this in your purse. What's this? Oh, breath mints. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. But don't take them. <laughs> yeah. They're Tic Tacs yeah. for a cause. Unbelievable. Oh. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on to some sad news. Yeah, okay. Apparently, production has been stopped on the Kenobi Disney Plus series. That's what I heard, but then I heard an interview from... Well, the... I mean, Kathleen Kennedy and, and Ewan McGregor both said that, you know, they're reworking the scripts. The rumor is they want to find a way to tell the story in four episodes, not six. And... But they, like... It's just being reworked, and they decide just to shut down production, and we'll pick it up at another time. Yeah. Which, I... I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm bummed out because I want to see this show. I want to see you and McGregor back as, as Kenobi. But you know, I want it done right. So, like, I feel bad, but I'm kind of glad too because I feel Kathleen Kennedy, for the most part, has made some right decisions in getting Star Wars moving. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, once she figured out the, the Lego movie guys were fucking up solo, she fired their asses. Yeah. And brought in a real director yeah. to get that shit squared away. And I think he saved it. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. You know. Um, but I, I, it's like one of those funny things, though. Like, So I see this announcement, and I see Kathleen Kennedy is trending. Yeah. So I look at what why she's trending on Twitter, and it's nothing but people who are just like, I cannot wait till they fire her ass. Oh, God. Here we go. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, nobody's ever guaranteed us a delivery date on Kenobi. Right, right. You know, the, like, I want to see it too, and I want it, but I want it to be good. And if they reviewed the material and they all come to an agreement that. Hey, maybe we need to rework this a bit. Right. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I, I just, I hate, like, there, there is definitely a group of people who are so anti-Disney Star Wars at this point that, like, no matter what move they make. Right. It's, it's just completely trolled. Right. Like, no matter what they do. Yeah. You know, why, why can't they take their time and get shit right? Well, now they're taking time and getting shit right. Why can't they hurry up and get this done? Like it's 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 a it's fascinating to me, and it drives me insane. I hear you. You know, I just want it to be done. Like I do it, do it right, and make me happy. Right. I want a Mandalorian level Kenobi series. Oh. So do I. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's what I want. I know. Oh, of course, I want it too. <clears throat> we'll get it. I'm sure we will. It's just, it's frustrating because you, because. It... But I don't want a shit product either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. 
that's the thing. That, that's the thing that drives me nuts. Is like I, I, I want it. I want it now. I want. I, I want. I've been waiting so long for this. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You. We've. We've talked like the entire time we have had this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We have basically talked about wanting to see you and McGregor return as Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh my God. Yeah. That. That's the like. If there's been one major consistent with this this show, that's been something we have been behind for six years. Right. You know, coming up on seven. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like I get it. Like, I, like so there is this part of me. It's like, fuck! I just want to see this. You finally said yes. We're gonna do it. So do it. But there's also a part of me that's like, well, slow down there, buddy. Yeah. Just make it good. Just make it good. That's the that's the real key. Don't you, rush something. Yeah. That other part of me is like, I could die in a car accident tomorrow. I need to see it now. <laughs> I know. And there's the other part of me that's like, pump the brakes. <laughs> right. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Don't go through the yellow light. Yeah. No, I get it. I, <clears throat> I just want a good. I, I want a good. I want it to be good. Yeah. You yeah, know, I agree. I, I don't want it to be rushed. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it needs to be thought out, right. developed, and done. Right. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. I want to see it. I want it, I want it to be out there, but at the same time, get it right, right, so that I'm happy and and you get to enjoy the. You know, until then, I got you, McGregor's black mask. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else do I have here. It's always refreshing to see you and McGregor on screen. Though. Yeah. Anytime you can get them. No matter what it is. Yeah. Especially Pooh. Oh. Oh. Man, was he good. Fuck. Oh, don't, don't even get me. I'll start weeping like a little girl right now. <laughs> uh. I told somebody the other day, this has nothing to do with Pooh, but, well, it does. Um, that the same guy that did... Optimus Prime. Yeah. Also was Eeyore. Yeah. And that fucking wigged them out. Yeah. They were like, nah. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, it's the same yeah. guy. And they were like, there's no way. I was like, I'm telling you, it's the same guy. Yeah. That's fucking Eeyore on Pip. I was like, go back and listen. <laughs> the one that freaks me out that, that that guy did was he was also the voice of the villain from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> and like and you can hear it. like it, it, that one sounds more Optimus Prime like. Yeah, yeah. You know, than like Eeyore does. Like I, I when I listen to it like if you listen closely I'm like okay, yeah, that, that's him. Like you can hear it in Eeyore. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like with like Optimus Prime and like the villain from the the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I'm watching it and I'm like Fucking! When did Optimus Prime become a bad guy in like Dungeons and Dragons? You know? <laughs> I keep waiting for the guy like Autobots, roll out. <laughs> yeah. You know. What? One last oddball thing. Okay. Um. Deadline is reporting that Sean Durkin is currently writing a feature about the rise and fall of the Von Erich wrestling family. So they want to they want to turn the. Uh, the rise and fall of the Von Eric wrestling family into a major motion picture. Um, now, I, I don't, I don't, I know you're a wrestling fan or were 
a bit, but I don't know if you know who the Von Erichs are. Mm. Okay. Well, like, Fritz Von Erich was, like, a major heel in, like, the 50s and 60s. Okay. And even the 70s, I think. Um, you know, because, you know, he, he played up the his German heritage. You yeah. Know, Von Erich, you know. And, um, you know, he... he 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 was the master of the iron claw. Okay, you know, and um, well, he had like four sons, okay, five sons I think, and four of them are dead. Really, died before Fritz did. Wow, two of them by suicide. Wow, yeah, okay, and one of them, like, and like this was like one of the greatest wrestling families. Like th- this would have been wrestling royalty, and. Like, you know, they, he had, Fritz ran a promotion out of Texas, out of, out of Dallas. So it was world-class championship wrestling. Okay. Like, I remember this in, like, the eight, from the 80s. Okay. And, like, the first one to die was David Von Erich, and he, he died in Japan. Um, I, I can't, like, pneumonia or something, I think it was. It was really? something, like, something weird that took him. Yeah. And, like, the thing I remember is, like, the next year... They had the David Von Erich Memorial Show. Okay. And it was held at Texas Stadium. Okay. And the main event was Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair for the NWA world title. Okay. And Von Erich beats Flair for the title. And then two days later, Von Erich loses it back to Flair. Okay. Yeah, it was like one of those deals. Like you, you had to have Kerry Von Erich win at the, at the, at the Memorial, but... You had to give the title back to Flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they did it two days later. But, um... But, like, out of all the guys, like, Kerry Von Erich ended up going to the WWF. Okay. But he went to the WWF after he had this, like, horrific motor- motorcycle accident that crushed his foot. Oh, yeah. So, like, he wore a prosthetic foot. No and shit. didn't tell anybody. So, like, like you watch these matches with David with, uh, with Kerry Von Erich. He was the Texas Tornado in the WWF. And um, he's not the same wrestler he was if you watch him in world class because of the foot issue. Uh-huh. But they kept it all quiet because they didn't want him to lose the contract. They all needed the money. Okay. You know, but like the uh, the, the other Von Erichs, like um, that, that was a younger one. He was a smaller, he was kind of like the run of the litter. Uh-huh. And like he was like, you know, supposed to be, you know, he, he, he felt that pressure and he ended up shooting himself. Oh, man. You know, Kerry Von Erich at the end ended up shooting himself because he couldn't perform. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like like this just the, this family was like this, what should have been like this dynasty turned into like this just tale of tragedy and woe. Okay. You know, and I, I think it's interesting <laughs> they want to make a movie out of it because I, I think... I think weirdly enough, like these people were like, in the state of Texas, they were held up to a standard that was unobtainable. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, th- and Texas does that, like, with with their athletes and, like, especially with, like, the, the, the Von Erich family. Because it was, like, like you couldn't, if you got in trouble, like, if you got pulled over for a DUI, like, that was major news. Okay. You know, and, like... It was a stain on the reputation of the Von Erich family. You know, and that's what was happening to these people. Like, they, they were, you know, 
I got pulled over for a DUI. I got caught with with cocaine. Like they they couldn't be human. Like, okay. I, not that I'm saying like you know yeah get caught with cocaine. That's, that's not a bad thing. But but like they were held like to this like godly status in the state of Texas. And when they were shown as fallible, it hurt them so badly that they couldn't take it. And this is like what they did. Wow. Yeah. Like there's one brother left. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I want to say it's Mike Von Eric. And he lives in Hawaii and like does yoga and like runs around in the with in, in his bare feet and shit. Okay. Um, Kevin Von Eric is the last surviving one. Okay. Yeah, Mike. Oh, hold on. So David Von Eric died in the Tokyo ho- Hotel from enterlitis at the age of twenty-five. Enterlitis. Yeah. E n t e r. I-T-I-S. Okay. Um, Mike, Chris, and David all committed suicide. Mike took an overdose of Placidil near Louisville Lake in 87 at the age of 23. Chris shot himself in the head with a 9mm handgun in 91 at the age of 21. And Carrie shot himself in the chest in the family yard in 1993 at the age of 33. Wow. Kevin Von Erich is the last surviving son. Okay. Oh, and the and Jack Jr. suffered an electronic shock and drowned in a puddle at the age of six in 1959. Jesus. So, yeah. Like, talk about a family that was fucking cursed. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good of a story this would be. Like, I mean, this is a sad fucking story. Like, I would watch it just because, like, I... Like, Carrie Von Erich, when I was a kid, was, like, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Okay. Like... He was the modern day warrior when he was in Texas. Right. Okay. You know, he came down to Tom Sawyer. That was his entrance music. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, you know, David was the Yellow Rose of Texas. You know, and, like, when he'd come to the ring, like, all the girls would hand him roses. And, like, and I mean, it was like, one of those things, where, like, when, when you watch, if you go back and you watch, like, them trying to get to the ring, and it was like they didn't have, like, it was like just ropes. Like, the, for the owl. Yeah, yeah. And, like, these girls were just crushing through these ropes to, like, hug these guys. And like, it was, like, insanity. They were the fucking Beatles of Texas. Yeah. You know? And, like, it was just amazing. The, like, and, and the worst part, they were good fucking wrestlers, too. Were they? They were. Like, like all of them. Like, if if, they, if Kerry Von Erich hadn't had the accent that he had, there's not a doubt in my mind he would have been, like, a world champion. In the WWF. Yeah? Yeah. Like, he was that fucking good. Kevin Von Erich, I mean, he was tall, he was lanky, but the dude could fucking move. Like, you know, he could lay a drop kick like nobody's business. He, he, he was, like, one of the first, like, I don't want to say one of the first high flyers, but he was like one of the first guys who, like, did a lot of, like, has been taken to the next level now. Yeah. You know, he was like the one of those pioneers. And like like all these guys were just like they were handsome, they had charisma, and they could work. Yeah. You know, and like those are three things that like when you've got that, you know, you've got that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just a shame. It's an absolute shame that like so like like I don't know how good of a movie this is gonna be. Like, like I said, I'll see it just because like I'm so interested in this family and like like I was I was such a fan 
especially of Carrie and Von Eric. Like the other brothers, I was a fan of. Like yeah, they, were, they were cool, but like Carrie was the fucking man. Yeah, you know, and yeah. You know, so it was like one of those things where like I don't. And again, like how much is like I mean, you know, I, I know pro wrestling has its place in in pop culture, but like how interested anybody be in a movie about this? You know, I don't know. Yeah. What studio is picking it up? None yet. I mean, it's just in like the beginning stages. This guy wants to make the movie, right? You know, so I, I'm I'm sure it could be done. Like, it's one of those things where like, I don't see like a major studio picking us up. I can see it, like being like an Amazon, yeah, you know, somebody like that. Okay, you know, but I mean, so we shall see, I guess. But I mean, I. I I just found it interesting because it's an interesting story, but only if you're interested in the story. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't see how, like, I can see it doing well in Texas because there are still people who probably, like, hold the Von Erich name in high regard to this day. And I also could see, like, older wrestling fans would be like, okay, I'll go see this. Right. But, like, the average person, I don't see them going, like, this is about a wrestling family that died? Yeah, let's go see it. <laughs> right, right. Like, there's got to be an interest level to it. And, like, I don't see where, like, that it has, it, it's, like, a, a huge interest level. Okay. Like, you better be making this movie for, like, a million bucks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you better not be sinking, like, a ton of money into this. Right. You know, because you're not going to make that much back. No, you're not. No. All right, so that's uh, it's the Bertone old mailbag. Cool. Mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad raced in. Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to watch each other take a shit. No. No. You two are disgusting. No. I could no, I'm not gonna tell that story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um Have you have you seen the lawsuit on Pornhub? Some deaf person is suing them because there is no closed caption. Come on, dude. Everyone jerks off to this without the sound on. What? Even Tim does. No one wants to get caught by their spouse with the sound on. I can't tell you the last time I beat this. No. Well, you know, I hate to break this to you, Thad, but there's this amazing new invention called headphones. 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 I watch my pornography with my headphones. <laughs> nice. You know, so I can I can hear everything. So, now I have heard that Pornhub is doing closed captioning. <laughs> nice. I, I have heard this. Like I, I before I heard about the lawsuit, <laughs> I heard about them doing closed captioning, and I thought that has got to be an awful fucking job. <laughs> but yeah, of course. That continues. Then again, that may be the best job in the world. 
watching porn and transcribing the scene. Ooh, baby, push it in deeper. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Transcribe that. There you go, deeper. Yeah. Um, then the rest of this is pretty much unreadable. Okay, it's time to go. My mad scientist Tim is working on new candle scent in my shed. It's called Uncle Jerry. It smells like crayons and gumdrops. Mm. That's yuck and double yuck. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Anything you would like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good. No? Okay. Well, remember, there are never different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. You can send us an email like, like Thad has. And please do, because when it's only Thad, it's so sad. It is. Yeah. Um, you can find you, That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very, very easy to find. Uh, and remember, there uh, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. I uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans. It means the world to us. It does. So that's it. That's all I got. All right, son. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>